What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to episode 17 of the Jesus Can Podcast. I'm your host, Mickey Zoga, and I'm blessed and honored to be back on another episode. Let's jump right into it, man. Um, if you've clicked this video, if you've clicked this podcast, however you listen to it, you've probably either asked this question or maybe are currently asking this question, where is God? Um, where is God when I needed him most? Where is God when all the strongholds and trials and tribulations were there? And I'm here to tell you this has been a question asked amongst all the um, all the countries across the world, all the years dated, all the way back since Jesus, you know, um, left. Even the disciples were questioning. Even John the Baptist, you know, was questioning, are you truly the son of God? Everybody has these types of questions. So I'm here to tell you, if you have these questions, you're not alone. You're not alone. I can jump that boat right there with you. And um, I'm here to give you a few points, man, of what the Lord has spoke to me and just given a few stories of how I asked that question and what God's distance actually means, man. And it's just a beautiful thing when God is silent and sometimes, and I'll get into it and talk about it, but it's a beautiful thing when the Lord is silent because of what that produces, the raw, authentic faith that it produces in me, man. I have some of the greatest stories of how the Lord has strengthened and fortified my faith Shout out Mercy Culture, but how the Lord has strengthened and fortified my faith whenever I um, simply were just confused. When I didn't know where to go, when I didn't know where to move forward, I learned it, it. It wasn't even that I learned, but it produced a raw, authentic type of faith. It's like when you are really pleading for God for something and you know you have nothing else to do and you're just truly at the end of at the end of yourself and you're like god my family is this or the lord lord um money like i keep you know lacking in finances it's just so hard like god where are you like and you're truly asking that that's how raw authentic faith produces um is produced and there are many stories throughout the bible and there are many men and women of god who have been tested some failed and some passed but there are many who have been tested in this manner in this aspect and this is one way the lord this is one way the lord speaks to his people is sometimes he is silent now there, his silence does not equal his absence there's a difference to understand i don't want to get too far ahead of myself man i want to have some great stuff to talk about um what god has you know allowed me to prepare for this show for this episode but that god's silence does not mean his absence man but i'm just telling you the lord teaches us how to produce he, he teaches us how to produce raw, authentic faith when he speaks to us. But my first point that I want to share um, is God's prom God promises he'll never leave us. We can only leave him. What does that mean? I want to read Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Psalms chapter 37 verses 25 also says, I have been young. This is David speaking. I have been young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. David is basically saying he's been, he's lived all the life that he could live. He's been a young man. He's been an old man, but never in his life has he ever seen a righteous person forsaken righteous meaning you're right in god's eyes right in god's standards he's never seen a righteous person forsaken that video that verse has given me so much hope in the midst of it because i know that i am not right in my own eyes but i've considered myself to be righteous because god has because i've passed the test of obedience i've i've, I've some of you guys are in my shoes we've we've prayed the prayer we've accepted christ we've been walking with christ faithful we've turned away from the sin we've turned away from the world and 
and, and we know for a fact that we are truly worshiping in spirit and in truth. And because of that faith and that faith alone, you are considered righteous in God's eyes. The Bible says, if you love me, you keep my commandments. So understand that part. You're righteous not because of your works and what you do, but because of you abiding and accepting and having and being covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what makes you righteous. Understand, catch, keep that point in mind and always remember that. But because of that understanding, David tells us that he, he, he has this. He has this in the book of Psalms. He tells us that if you are truly a righteous person throughout David's entire life that he's lived, he's lived until he's been lived until an old man. He's never seen a righteous person forsaken. We can go out through scripture and see that all throughout scripture. We can see God always coming through whenever there's been silence, whether it's through Job. And, you know, there's some verses throughout that. But whether it's through Job, whether it's through um, um, Moses, whether it's through Elijah, Elisha, all of them, the Lord has always kept his promise because that is his character. If God says something, I'm here to tell you right now, if God says something, it's going to happen. I don't care. God does not contradict his word. I don't care how long it has been. I don't care how long it until it feels like it's the whole world. It's whatever. If God says something, it's going to happen. The only thing is, do we believe that? Do we truly believe that? Do we truly have the raw, authentic faith? If God has prophesied something into your life, is God, if God has gave you a promise and said you would be doing this and you're asking the question, Lord, you know, um, I'm supposed to be this. You promised me this, but this is here. Just fill in the blank. But this is here, Lord. Like, you know, this obstacle is in a way like what is going on, God? I'm here to tell you it is a test. It is a test to see. It is a test to see that is, are you going to let this hindrance, this, this circumstance get in between what God has promised you? Because listen, he is God. I, I, I want to make that part clear. Is There is nothing to, there's a verse in the book of Jeremiah, but he's literally just, just claiming who he is. He said, I am literally, the God, I'm literally God. Is anything too hard for me? God knows what he can do. God knows he can move mountains, he can turn water to wine, he can split the Red Sea, he can do miraculous. God knows who he is. God doesn't have to prove himself. The only question is, where is our faith to believe in who he is? Where is our faith in the hard time? It's one thing to believe when everything is going good. You know, money's good, life is good, family's good. That's one, praise God, you know, you're going to church. But how are you truly believing and worshiping when all hell is breaking loose in your life? That's the test. That's how you pass God's test. That's how you truly um, um, are shown to be a, a faithful servant, a faithful servant that believes. This says, blessed is those who believe even when they can't see. Fixing your eyes on the unseen. Do you believe in God? Would you believe in God if he took everything away from you? Oh, man, that's deep. <laughs> Would you believe in God if he took everything away from you? If he took the, 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 if he, if. How about this? If that promise that God has gave you never comes to pass, would you still believe in him? Would you still go to church and worship with your hands up the same way you're worshiping? If, you, if he took everything away from you and if he doesn't give you what he's promised, would you? Because God would die on the cross for Jesus would die on the cross for us again and again and again if he had to. A hundred billion times. He would do it again and again and again if he had to. But the question is, are we going to believe even when we can't see a story that, um, that I want to share um, is a few about a year or so back you know I was 
um, living in a different state and I was just praying to move, move back to Texas. And I was praying for a job, a new job to come back. And, you know, I, I love the job I was at, but I was like, you know, I want to come back to Texas closer to the family. I want to move back here. And the Lord promised me that a job would happen. It would come to pass. And, um, you know, all glory to God. I got an interview and things were looking great. This company were telling me about, the, you know, the benefits you know, it was it was amazing. A lot of great things. You know, there's like they're going to fly you out. We're going to do all these things. I was like, praise God, you know, and um, that happened. We had that we had that conversation. Didn't you know, a week went by. Didn't hear from the job. You know, I'm like, OK, you know, I'm going to wait. Another week went by. Didn't hear back from them. Another month went by. Didn't hear back from them. Two months went by. Didn't hear. I, I started to follow up and say, hey, is everything OK? You know, we spoke about um, um, you told you know, you're telling me the benefits, things, you know, how, how's everything going? No response, you know. Um, another month went by. I sent an email. Oh, you know, we're still working. You know, we have some candidates, but just know we still have you. Just, just, just be patient. We have some things coming by. Another month came by, nothing. And to the point where I started questioning. I, it started shaking my faith a little bit because I know that the Lord has promised me in the secret place that I would have a job and move back to Texas to be, to be here, right? And I had that circumstance, I had that obstacle there. I had that obstacle in the way standing in front of what God has already promised me. I didn't know this was a test. I didn't know what was going on, but man, 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 I felt discouragement like some of y'all know what I mean, but I've had discouragement like no other. I had, I've had many different feelings of, of doubt, questioning God's power. I'm being raw and authentic. I was like, like, Lord, like what is going on? You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm out here just serving you. Like I'm not living in sin. I'm not doing all these things. And you know, I, I'm just like, God, what happened to the promise that you told me? What would happen? Silence. Didn't hear anything. To the point where I'm just like frustrated and I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I did the only thing that I knew to do. I didn't know what would happen next. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew the power of prayer. I knew the power of worshiping even when you don't know what you're worshiping about. Even when everything in your life is not worth worshiping for. And this is a very, very third world problem. Don't get me wrong. People have way worse problems than this. I'm just telling you a story about my life. But um, this is a... This was an opportunity for me to worship the Lord when I did not understand anything, when I did not understand what the next chapter would look like. I worshiped, I praised like I never praised. I said, God, you're faithful. I even quoted the verse, Lord. David said he's been young and he's been old. He's never seen the righteous forsaken. God, you don't forsake the righteous. I'm just praying, speaking in tongues, doing all this. I'm just trying to get in the spirit. Nothing. Still just desperately waiting and, you know, not knowing what would happen next. But what that, what that, what that heart of worship produced, it, it gave me a different type of faith. And it was like, it gave me a faith saying, even if this job doesn't happen, even if you don't give me this, you're still worthy. Even if this doesn't happen in the way you said it was, you're still who you say you are. You're the God who has mercies that renew every morning. You're the God who um, um, is just greater than anything we can ask, think, or imagine. You give peace that surpasses understanding. I started recognizing the truth in the Bible, not a circumstance. I, I started believing in who he was, not what he gives. I started actually having faith in Jesus Christ, and it changed everything. So by faith, I was like, you know what, Lord? I trust you. I'm, I'm going to move back to Texas anyway, and whatever happens, Lord, it's your will. Your will, whether I work here, whether I don't work here, whether I pursue this, I just trust and believe in you and your character. And I know who you are. 
by the grace of God, I was able to move back and get not that same job, but an even better job in a better position and a better role by the grace of God. And I firmly, firmly, firmly believe, I know this was because of my willing and, uh, willingness to worship him even when I didn't see any fruit, even when I did not see light at the end of the tunnel, when I didn't see any type of sun in the midst of the storm, I worshiped him. So, so there's a different sense of hunger and a, and a sense of spiritual maturity we have to have that worshiping the Lord, even when something is not worshiping for, even when you're confused, maybe your situation is a hundred times worse than mine. Maybe you don't have money to eat your next uh, plate. Maybe you don't have uh, um, um, money to pay for hospital bills, you know, or you're caring for a sick loved one, whatever it may be, the same thing applies. Will you worship in the storm? Will, it, will you let worship be your warfare? I feel the Holy Spirit strong on this word because this is from God. But will you let, will you let worship be your warfare? It's a different sense of, it's a different heart posture that God gives us in that time. And I'm so grateful that the Lord Jesus Christ teaches us that. I'm so grateful for it because the word of God has so many stories. The next point I want to share is God's silence does not equal God's separation. In Job chapter 30, verse 20, it says, I cry to you for help and you do not answer me. I stand and you only look at me. Job, man, if you guys do not know the story of Job, man, one of the most powerful stories of a man who had everything taken away from him. Satan wanting to take everything away from him and, and God um, giving, allowing Satan to do so, knowing that Satan was, I mean, knowing that Job was truly a servant, truly a righteous servant. And Job proved God to be correct with his obedience and faith. And even though everything was taken away from Job, he kept his faith. And this is a story that is told and read and is encouraged. Job didn't know what this would do. Job didn't know that this would encourage so many believers, including myself and, and you, whoever. He did not know that his faith and his obedience would empower and encourage so many others in the world for generations to come. That's what Job, that's what, that was just a, 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 um, a perk of obeying God even when you don't understand. But Job was tested by God's silence and God never left his side. The truth of the matter is everybody was going against Job. Everybody was telling Job, Job, what are you doing? Um, just repent to God, his own friends, his own people closest to him. And, and they were just telling him, repent. You know, you've done something wrong. You've made God mad. He's punishing you for some reason. Job, what did you do? And Job knew he was innocent. He knew he didn't do anything wrong. And let this be a revelation for us that in the midst of a, an, a, of a, of a storm or something, are we, whose voice are we going to listen to? Yeah, yeah, God's voice may be silent for a season, for a moment, but are you going to turn the knob up of the world's voices, of your friends who truly are not giving you godly advice? Are you going to listen to them? I'm telling you, everything connects with each other. It's 2023, you know, the time of Job, it's the same thing. It's the same God and the same spirits, the same devil who's trying to do the same attacks, and we know the same answers of how to overcome it. Trust and keep your faith in God. That is how you overcome everything. You overcome everything by that. So the truth of the matter is you have faith in God and, and you don't listen to anything else that is not the voice of God. Now the Lord has allowed us to have godly friends and godly wise counsel. That is the voices you need to be seeking of. But in this story, Job was simply listening to those who were, who were telling him things that were not of God. But Job knew 
Job knew it from the inside, from the deepest part of his soul and his spirit that he did nothing wrong. He was crying out to God, as, I, as it says in Job 30, 20. I cry to you for help and you do not answer me. He was, he was a human. He was like, God, where are you? Some of us are literally like that at this moment. God, where are you? What, what, what am I supposed to do? Why is this happening to me? Why is everybody getting this and I'm getting this? Like, what is happening, God? Why is this happening? But God, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. God has an answer for every, conf every question that you have. Every bit of confusion that you feel in your mind, God has an answer. It is not his will for he's not the author of confusion. Understand that. God, God, it's not the Lord's will for you to be confused. But I'm telling you, uh, just a testimony in my own life. I can speak on my own life because I know that God has been with me every single day of my life. For my 23 years of being alive, the Lord has been with me every single day of my life. And I will forever be grateful for that. He's never left my side, not one time. Never. Not one time. And every single time I've been confused, even to this day, for a, t for a circumstance that happens when I get confused, I, I, I thank the Lord that I've been able to grow to be spiritually mature, to understand that I don't care for an answer. I'm going to worship. And if the devil attacks me and makes me confused and the Lord has made me silent, I'm going to intercession. I'm going to my secret place and I'm not leaving till I get truth from the word of God. I'm not leaving till I get a fresh anointing, a fresh understanding from Jesus Christ himself. I'm not leaving. I'm hopping into a fast. I'm disconnecting from the world. I'm, I'm changing. I'm renewing my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm changing habits. I'm doing whatever, but whatever it is. I'm staying true and I'm pressing through. I'm pushing. I'm praying until something happens. Pushing. I'm going to keep going without, no matter what. That is the testimony. And I'm not perfect. Like Job, man, he, how he's just crying to the Lord sometimes, not understanding. Man, I have so many stories of doing the same thing. I'm just not understanding, God, why is this, why is this the way it is, Lord? Why, why do I always get the short end of the stick? Why am I never excelling? Why am I never, you know, um, growing and, you know, staying stagnant? Why? But I'm telling you, for every single one of those whys that I had, God had an answer. God had an answer and he still has one. And I'm grateful. And that brings me to my last point. God's silence will always make sense in the end. Matthew chapter 24, verses 13. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. In any situation in your life, there will always be a process. You get a prophetic word. You get a promise from God. There's a process in between that. And you have to remain faithful in order to see the end result. In any situation in life, whatever it may be, there is a process. You want to go and, 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 you know, work and become this, you know, great thing there's some there's some, there's a process you want to start something a new business there's a process you want to go to the gym and get better and get your health right go to the weight room do things there's a process imagine if you started the process and stopped in the middle expecting no there's a process we cannot give up on the sixth day or the seventh day of a gym expecting to see long, lifelong results. We got to endure to the end throughout the process. We got to keep going that even when it gets hard, because in any circumstance, there's going to be hard times. So when it gets hard, we endure to the end. I promise you this isn't a motivational speech. This is the word of God. So any motivational speech you've ever heard, I'm telling you the foundation is from what I'm saying, which is the Bible. But there's a process. We have to endure. We have to stay faithful. 
Real faith occurs when you stay true and believe and endure until the end. Understand that God's silence is only for a season. Use it as an opportunity to produce real faith. Going back to the beginning question, where is God? God has never left you. God has never forsaken you and he never will. God is always right by your side. He is, he is closer than your closest breath, man. When I started realizing how near the Lord actually is in my life, oh my gosh, it changed everything. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you receive his Holy Spirit. You ask for his Holy Spirit and you receive it. And he's literally inside of you. How can anything be more close than already inside of you? He lives within you. So you know the presence of God is with you. So every single time you feel a sense of God, you know, being silent or God, you know, feeling um, distant or, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, feels like he's not right next to me at this moment or he feels like he left. Understand it is a test. Use it as an opportunity to produce real faith. Every single time I was faced with something like that, man, it, it produced some of the greatest, most authentic, raw type of faith that I've ever had before. And I'm so grateful. I look back at it now. I'm saying I was even praying this. I was like, God, thank you for not giving me what I asked for right when I asked it. Thank you for letting you have your way and going by your timing. I thank you that you've done that and you didn't give me what I asked for. We have a God who's so good. He knows what's best for us. Trust his will. Trust his will and believe that he is near you. If any type of tragedy has happened in your life and you're questioning, you're grieving, you've lost a loved one, or you, you know, you're dealing with um, um, any type of separation or any type of hardship in your life, God is near you. And he is the only one who will get you through that storm. But the first step for you, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have to begin that. Life does not begin until you surrender. Everything that I'm saying will not come to pass or anything if you do not have your, your, your life surrendered to Jesus Christ because the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father through Jesus, meaning there's no other way to him. Not by a denomination or religion or anything else. It is relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the only way. So that is the first step. That is the first step to be taken out of the world, repenting and turning away from your old ways. To repent, it means to turn away from your old ways. So I encourage you, please repent. Please turn away and, and receive his Holy Spirit. Start this beautiful journey. Start this beautiful journey and read the word. Learn from the men and women of God in the Bible who've already, who've already lived that for us, who've already did the mistakes. Learn from Job, as I read. Learn from the, the Gospels. Learn from Paul the Apostle and Peter and all the other um, saints and, and disciples. Learn from them. Learn from the things that they've done. Get around godly counsel, godly men and women. Get plugged into a church plugged into a church, and start this beautiful journey with Jesus Christ. I promise you it is the greatest thing you will ever do. It is, it is when you begin to become born again. In John chapter 3, verses 3, unless a man is born again, he will not inherit the kingdom of God. So in conclusion, the Lord is with you, and he is near to you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's pray.
Father, I thank you for anybody watching or listening to this, God. I just pray, Lord, give them a revelation of how near you are. And God, if they're in a season right now of feeling distant from you, I pray that the words that I said, Lord, touches their souls, Lord, and allows them to, to, to trust in you, God. Allows them to understand that you are truly with them. Lord, let this produce a new, authentic type of faith, God, that happens in this type of season. Let this be an opportunity for them to pass the test, God. Lord, let them learn from Job and let them learn from many, God, for many of the many women of God in the Bible who've passed the test, God, who've lived the life that they're talking about. Lord, let them learn from David as he says, he's been young and old, but never have forsaken the righteous. You have never forsaken the righteous and you haven't done then and you won't now, God. Lord, you don't forsake your people, Lord. You don't forsake those who trust in you. God, I pray that we understand. I pray that I understand this like never before. Lord, I pray that anybody who hasn't fully surrendered to you, Lord, they come to a full surrender, God, a full repentance, turning away from their old ways, turning away from the bottles, turning away from the weed, turning away from the drugs, turning away from the bad relationships, God, and let them come fully live this life with you. Lord, we can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. It's not by your word, it says not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, Jesus. I thank you for your Holy Spirit, Jesus. I ask you, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Let us have a new burning passion and desire for Jesus Christ, God. And we know that as we seek you first and your kingdom, all shall be added. Lord, we thank you. We thank you and we thank you. And we pray all these prayers in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Um, if this video, if this podcast episode has encouraged you, please like it. Um, please comment and share it. Um, subscribe to this channel. We'll have more episodes on here soon, more godly content, Holy Spirit-filled content soon. So God bless you. Be safe and take care.